Wow, we got a, a man, a pile of news breaking as we uh, come on the air here today. 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, as Drudge had said a while back in a tweet, it's Elizabeth Warren's to lose latest fundraising hall dwarfing sleepy, creepy, crazy Joe 30330. She took in $24.6 million during the July-September fundraising quarter. Uh, blowing past Vice President Biden and coming pretty darn close to Bernie Sanders uh, lead, which is like a little over twenty five million. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, Joe only got 15 million that quarter. That first former sitting vice president, it's over. And especially with all that's going on with Ukraine, it's it's not going to happen. And unless Hillary gets in. Hillary's, you know, making the rounds, fueling the speculation. So we'll see what happens. Um, even Van Jones calls Trump's impeachment a lose lose for Democrats. And that's why the president now I don't I'm just hearing. I don't think he's going to follow through on this letter. Uh, John Roberts, Fox's uh, White House correspondent, is saying it's unlikely the White House is going to send their letter to Nancy Pelosi saying that they're not going to pl- comply with anything. Unless the impeachment probe has a formal vote on the House floor. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want that. Why? Because there's still 40 Democrats from districts Donald Trump won in 2016. I'm saying call the roll. And Kevin McCarthy was asking all the right questions yesterday. So I don't think that's going to happen. As we speak, I understand that the ICIG Atkinson is, quote, protecting the whistleblower. Remember, you didn't even see the transcript. They're just going on the whistleblower is not a whistleblower's testimony in this whole thing. Nobody needs to hear from the whistleblower when you got the transcript. This whole thing is a farce. The president's right. There's nothing wrong with that call. I mean, absolutely, positively nothing. But, you know, you're not going to change the minds of people that are in a continual state of psychotic rage and in an unhinged state. And look, it's uh, well, we'll see what happens in this. There's some thought that they might actually, you know, put this guy on a telephone and alter his voice or her voice or whoever it happens to be. And I'm saying all of it's irrelevant at the end of the day. It's not going to matter. Van Jones is saying this is Obama's green job czar turned fake news CNN host. It's a tricky thing, the impeachment process, because for some Republicans, it makes them want to rally around the flag. When I was anti Bill Clinton from the left in the 90s and then they then they tried to impeach him. Suddenly, Clinton was my best friend. I was like, leave Bill Clinton alone. So I think you get the cross currents in this thing. And at the same time, the Democrats are in a lose lose situation. By the way, we have an election in a year. You want to make your case, make it to the American people. But I think Al Green is pretty much on target when he says, yeah, they better impeach him because they don't think they can beat him. Congressman, are you concerned that impeachment talk may actually help the president's reelection? I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. Uh, if we don't impeach him, he's going to get reelected. So, you know, Jones warning the Democrats, they risk disappointing their base if they end up not pursuing at this particular point. If they don't do something, their own base is going to feel disappointed and feel like maybe Trump gets away with too much. I mean, and this is the dilemma that has been and continues to be Nancy Pelosi, speaker and name only. Now, on top of it, okay, we've got more news on the economy today. Maybe not the biggest month jobs added, but we still added one hundred and thirty six thousand jobs in September. Labor Department's new numbers today. Unemployment rate is three point five percent. Now it falls by two tenths of one percent since August. Experts were saying this should help quell fears of the recession that so many have been hoping and even stating out loud that they want. You know, imagine how sick you got to be if you're hoping for a recession that, you know, is going to screw up the lives of many Americans. And they're not going to be able to bring home those paychecks that they're now getting with seven million new jobs created and seven million fewer Americans on food stamps and millions others out of poverty. Well, you know, you got to be a pretty sick, ugly, twisted person if you don't care about anybody but yourself because people like bill maher you know the psycho that he is i mean he has enough money for himself so what does he give a rip if anyone else you know if they lose their jobs well why would he care about that anyway you look at the numbers a little more deeply the last time the unemployment rate was this low was in december of 1969 
right after the New York Mets had won the World Series and shocked the world. Believe. Anyway, the wages continue to grow, too. This was the number I was looking at, 2.9%. I mean, that's a solid number in terms of wage growth. And jobs in the healthcare, as well as professional and business services, led the way in September. Healthcare industry added 39,000 jobs. According to the data, professional and business services, a 34,000 job increase. Uh, and retail industry jobs fell. Clothing, clothing, accessory stores lost some jobs. A lot of this is still the old transition from the other days. Um, and oh, by the way, what was this thing that happened at this AOC town hall? You have the real speaker of the house, the leader of the squad, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Some person gets up. I don't know. Probably was a setup. Who knows? It's worth playing because there are people that have said, well, we got to stop other people from having children. We're having two. We're overpopulating the planet and we've got to, you know, we can't be eating beef. You know, you can't eat hamburgers for, for breakfast, lunch and dinner, even though I don't know anybody that eats hamburgers for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Unless you're on the Hannity diet, which, you know, helped me lose a little bit of weight lately. The New Jersey NJ diet, which does work. But you anyway, have that study that just said that red meat is actually good for you, too. I didn't see that study. Where was it, Ethan? Um, on the air, right? Yeah, I, I said that on air. Uh, there was a study that uh, just came out from a scientific organization that said that red meat is actually better for you. And all of these people that have been saying red meat is bad for you for years are wrong. Listen, I I have for the first time in my life, you know, I always like yeah, a little bit of shrimps, a little bit of scallops, you know, lobster tail I can tolerate. I'm not going to sit there and pick on a lobster all night. And but I like crab claws. I like linguine and clam sauce, white uh, garlic and oil. Uh, although lately I've been using zucchini noodles, which is really pathetic. I never thought I'd become that. Uh, but I also make I use Rayo's uh, sauce. You get to add some chopped meat to it. It's great. Um, anyway, so this person gets up. We're not going to be here much longer because of the climate prices. We have only a few months left. I'd I'd love that you support the Green New Deal, but it's but it's not going to get rid of fossil fuel. Listen to the exchange. This is how psycho people are. Because of the climate crisis, we only have a few months left. I love that you support the Green Deal, but it's not getting, you know, getting rid of fossil fuel. It's not going to solve the problem fast enough. A Swedish professor saying, you know, we can eat dead people, but that's not fast enough. So I think your next uh, campaign slogan has to be this. We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too much CO2. All of you, you're, you, you know, you're a pollutant. Too much CO2. We have to start now, please. You are so great. I'm so happy that you're really supporting the Green Deal, but it's not enough. You know, even if we would bomb Russia, we still have too many people, too much pollution. So we have to get rid of the babies. That's a big problem. Just stopping having babies is not enough. We need to eat the babies. And this is very serious. Please give a response. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. All right. I don't think I, I, you know, but look, they are alarmist. I mean, Ocasio-Cortez did say we had 12 years left. Like, all right, well, if we have 10, 12 years left, let's throw a big party. And I, isn't it true? I think there actually was the Swedish professor talking about eating dead people. That happened. Yeah, there. That was true. But that the, was that was a true story. And I, I'm just saying they're nuts. And ninety four trillion dollars is nuts. And all this, you know, this fight for power of the Democrats. Let me tell you what this is about. This is about getting the power to implement the psycho agenda with which is unsustainable. That will bankrupt this country and give us the worst healthcare system, even worse than Obamacare with Medicare for all, no private insurance. And that's what they want. Now, we do have a lot of news um, that is breaking as we we go on today. And the White House apparently is now refusing any cooperation unless Pelosi calls the vote on impeachment, which I think is a smart, good strategy. Uh, we did get the printout of and readout on Volcker's interview yesterday. And, 
you know, everybody was remember two days in a row. Democrats thought they were going to get their Ukrainian impeachment materials, the smoking guns. And they go into a skiff the day before and they're looking at these materials by the inspector general. And those materials end up being, oh, materials about election interference. And, yeah, the story is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. The Politico January 11, 2017 was right. Ukrainian officials. Yep. They helped the Hillary Clinton campaign and did have a profound impact on the race, especially with the firing of Manafort. Their public comments uh, uh, tr- literally trashing the stability of Donald Trump. That all happened. Yeah. A DNC uh, operative contractor meets with the Ukrainian people and on behalf of digging up dirt on Donald Trump and they dug away and they found it. That's where the Manafort information came from anyway. So then the day after Volcker yesterday behind closed doors, you know, we have the unclassified transcript and Volcker testifying. Ukrainians were not pressured. They never raised the issue of any quid pro quo with Volcker. They did not view the president's call or subsequent interactions to be inappropriate. And Ukraine was not aware that, of any hold of U.S. assistance until it was made in public late August, long after the phone call. And by the way, Volcker said he did not believe this occurred. Uh, I'm sorry, Volcker then said he didn't believe it would hold and that it would be sustained and communicated it this view with the Ukrainians. He went on to say Ukrainian-led investigation of the 2016 election interference is not improper. And Volker said that he didn't believe it occurred, but believed, yeah, reviewing it and settling it was absolutely appropriate, and that the Ukrainian-led investigation into Burisma Holdings, by the way, that now is open again, I am told from my sources. Burisma was known to have had corruption problems while operating in Ukraine. And President Trump's concerns about Ukrainian corruption were absolutely valid. On meeting with Trump Zelensky, trying to make the meeting happen, uh, not about Biden. Always hard to negotiate. Trump had concerns about corruption. President clarified that today. He's asked a question yesterday. Well, what about you know, what would you advise the Chinese to do about Biden? I'd tell them to investigate it. That's what I tell them to do. They're on a witch hunt. They want to destroy the president. We do have some information about, you know, the only guy we have on tape literally proving proof positive, colluding with who he thinks to be Russians to dig up dirt on Trump would be the cowardly shifty ship himself. He's on tape being pranked. He has no idea. Uh, but I'm not compromising materials on uh, Donald Trump. Yes, we do. Uh, what is the nature of it? Uh, uh, they'd be the naked, naked pictures of Donald Trump. Naked uh, pictures of, the, of the Mr. Trump. Uh, does Vladimir know? Yeah, but of course, Vladimir see the pictures of the naked Trump. Uh, uh, and his niece show him pictures of the compromising material and the naked pictures of Trump. That's what they want you to believe. Now it's, well, let's get out all the, I want the, I want the Biden Ukraine conversations transcribed. I want the Obama post. I'll have more flexibility after the election. Tell Vladimir, I want those conversations transcribed and made public. I want the conversations with the Iranian mullahs and Ruhane. I want those made public before they, they bribed Iran with $150 billion. We're going to play this game too. can play this game. But presidents ought not be listened on and spied on again by, you know, using the powerful tools of intelligence. The whistleblower is not a whistleblower when you got the transcript because they never heard it themselves. But they want they, they, they want blood. And this is blowing up in their face again. They, they are losing it. And every time they think they got him, it, it's like a. a forget it. It's like taking a stick of dynamite to your own face and blowing it up. That's what they're doing to themselves. And I think that, yeah, Van Jones is on to something, but don't tell the rest of them. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. There are two things, politically speaking, that are happen- happening simultaneously at this point that you, you, you've got to see everything through this prism because everything that's happening by the Democrats and the mob is all filtered through the prism and the reality that a year from now, we're going to be very close to having a reelection vote. So everything from now until then is all about 2020, everything. And you, you cannot deny 
how it looms large over anything that you're going to read, anything the Democrats do. It's everything has to be filtered through that prism. The second thing is we're about to get the IG report on FISA abuse. I'm told it's devastating. I'm told there are smoking gun evidence about Comey. Brennan is finally brought in, et cetera, et cetera, that it's bad that they knew a premeditated fraud on a FISA court. Gotta also remember the Clinton rigged investigation in our email server that has been reopened now. So that's happening off in a distance somewhere. We're not even focused on that right now. Then after the IG report, which I am told will be devastating, improved premeditated fraud on a court using a, a unverifiable Russian dossier. And they knew it was unverified. They knew it was political and they just as fraud on a court taken, you know, so they could spy on a presidential campaign and then a transition team and then a president. So that is, you know, the, the deep state now is in a deep state of panic. Not look. The 99 percent of people that work in the intelligence community, we, we you got to take a minute here and thank them. This is a very ugly, evil, dark, dangerous world. And thank God we have people that have developed the single most powerful tools available in terms of intelligence gathering that protects us. So we know what the bad guys are up to. And that's that's so important and vital to be a secure, free country. You need that. Now, the 0.1% just happens to be at the highest levels of power that would abuse that. Those people are dangerous because then we're turning the weaponry uh, of intelligence into a, a political weapon. And if you don't like this American or that American, or you don't like the fact that smelly Walmart, irredeemable, deplorable Americans that cling to God, guns, Bibles, and their religion, uh, that those people didn't pick the person they wanted to be president and they want to undo that election. Well, that's a problem, too. And that's exactly what Durham and, and Barr are now looking at. They are scared to death at what Barr and Durham are finding out because they're spending an awful lot of time uh, across the pond and they're going to Great Britain and Italy and they're even talking a lot to the Australians. I've been highlighting those three countries. I act like it's random. It's not. You know, the outsourcing of intelligence gathering by our allies, by our, again, the few, the, those that abuse power, corrupt people in the intel community here during the Obama administration that weaponized the relationships and the tools of intelligence to spy on. Yeah, that would be Donald Trump, his campaign, his presidency, his his, you know, transition team, et cetera. And that's what they're digging down deep into. How deep did this go? And we already know spying took place. What do you think Joseph Misford was all about? How the Mueller report got that wrong. He was not Russian intelligence. He was Western intelligence. And Papadopoulos was spied on. And Carter Page was spied on in multiple ways. And Sam Clovis was spied on. The whole thing about Carter Page is even more odd because he was an intelligence asset for our government for years. And would go to these foreign countries and, and be debriefed when he got back every single solitary time. As he said to us, because why he said, because he loves his country. So you got to know that this is all happening. So we get this done, you know, the big lead up to yesterday and the day before that, they go into a skiff. They think they're getting evidence of collusion with Donald Trump and a quid pro quo evidence from the inspector general, the ICIG. No, that's not what they got. They got evidence that the political was right. January 11, 2017. Yep. That, in fact, that there was actual real collusion with a foreign government in the 2016 election and a real DNC operative and contractor was working directly with Ukraine to dig up and get out and propagandize against Donald Trump. That's where the Manafort information comes comes in. That's why Politico said, uh oh, Donald Trump wins. Kiev and Ukraine, they bet on the wrong horse and they're trying to desperately repair the damage that they likely caused with the incoming president. 
And that's when they started to say, well, yeah, we'll give you all the evidence that they colluded with us and we colluded with them and we're sorry. We won't let it happen again. Well, that has to do a lot with the election. As I explained it in great detail, I won't do it again with President Zelensky in the conversation with President Trump. It was like, well, the president said he would tell China to, to look into Biden. No, the president was looking into corruption. And before he wanted to give dollars to Ukraine, he wanted corruption cleaned up. And the Ukrainians, as this, as we now know in the Volcker testimony yesterday, he testified Ukrainians were not pressured. They never raised any issue of a quid pro quo. They did not view, as the transcript describes, the president's call or subsequent interactions as inappropriate. That's why the whistleblower is is not even necessary at this point, because it's, it's the whistleblower's you know interpretation of what somebody else told them. And now we have the transcript. We don't need a whistleblower who's not a whistleblower, who doesn't have any firsthand information on anything. And Ukraine was not aware of even any hold on U.S. assistance until it was made public in late August, long after that phone call took place with President Trump and President Zelensky. And Volker didn't believe that the hold on assistance would be sustained. And he was right. He told that uh, his view to the Ukrainians. And while he didn't himself think that the 20 election interference with Ukraine happened, we now know it did. And in fact, he'd said he said he didn't believe it, but he said you know, that it was to right to review it and having it reviewed and looked at and settled was was wholly appropriate. And President Trump's concerns about Ukrainian corruption were absolutely valid. And a Ukrainian led investigation in, in interference in a, the 2016 election was not improper, he said yesterday. And he said he did not believe this occurred, but it needs to be settled. And on the on meeting with Trump and Zelensky trying to make. The meeting happened. It was never about Biden ever. And that Trump had concerns, rightly so, about Ukrainian corruption. It blows everything they thought they were getting two days in a row out of the water. Now we get more details. Even fake news CNN had to point out the whistleblower is a registered Democrat. And then we find out the cowardly chef himself not only has his own issues with Ukraine, A, B, Apparently, in his office, we're making contact and making recommendations on what the so-called whistleblower is not a whistleblower ought to do. And the whistleblower is a registered Democrat. Main attorney apparently is a registered Democrat. You got a Breitbart piece today. How a nonpartisan group aiding the lawyers for the non-whistleblower are all tied to Democrats and far left organization. Whistleblower Aid, a small nonprofit, helps the lawyers for the so-called non-whistleblower at the center of the impeachment movement targeting Trump is tied to the far left activist organizations and, and Democratic politics. And they, you know, the the founders of this thing previously worked at several liberal activist organizations, in this case, shockingly supported by George Soros. Got to give Soros credit. He's got his political views and he fights like hell for them. And he's pretty strategic. Can't deny it. Anyway, the other co-founder currently and Republicans need to learn from Soros in that sense. And uh, so many of these Republican organizations are weak, feckless and spineless. You know, a lot of these other Democratic groups, you know, they're they're well funded and they kick some ass and they don't care. They're pushing their agenda no matter how insane it is. Anyway, and that's freedom of speech, isn't it? And we do have an election in a year and it's going to be about the new Green Deal and Medicare for all and no private insurance and no cars and no oil and no gas, no planes and no cows. Good. Let's get it on. Let the American people decide. I believe in a choice election like that right down the middle. America is going to vote up or down on the new Green Deal. They vote for the new Green Deal. Good luck. You're going to bankrupt your country. You're going to empower the most radical people in this history. Free market capitalism, which has been the greatest wealth creator in the history of mankind, will die that day with that election if America chooses that. I can't control the vote. I tried to stop Obama from being elected. I warned everybody it was a radical, rigid ideologue, and I was right. And we added 13 million more Americans to food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, lowest labor participation rate since the 70s. And yeah, he doubled the debt. He took on more debt than all 43 presidents before him combined. Worst recovery since the 40s. Donald Trump's turned all that around. Now they want to, now they're praying for a recession. How sick is that? 
Anyway, so this, you know, these so-called whistleblower lawyers, they set up a GoFundMe page. They've already brought in, you know, nearly a little over $200,000. And the person telling Fox News he's working with the so-called whistleblower's lawyers, Rose Legal Group. We're proud to be supporting the whistleblower. The whistleblower is not a whistleblower. Doesn't matter what the whistleblower says at this point. Anyone that says so is nuts. But it's all about taking down Trump any way they can make it. Now, we're learning a hell of a lot more about, you know, what the media is telling us. Oh, no, that's been debunked. That's not a story. That's a conspiracy theory. You know, the Biden stuff. No, 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 no. There's no evidence whatsoever. Well, we got new documents, including court filings, including interviews that were conducted by Rudy Giuliani. And yeah, the spotlight is right back on the Biden family and their dealings with Ukraine. And they got a lot more money out of China, which is same M.O., but different country. Among the documents are notes in the interview that Giuliani conducted with Shokin, the fired prosecutor. Fire him in six hours. You're not getting the billion dollars. The shakedown with taxpayer money by sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe. Anyway, in which he claimed that he was told by former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt, to back off an investigation involving that firm, Burisma Holdings, and its founder. And according to the interview, Shokin claiming that Pyatt, currently the ambassador to Greece, told him to handle that investigation with white gloves. Shokin said his investigation stopped out of fear of the United States. That would be Biden at the time. And Shokin also claiming the former Ukrainian president, Poroshenko, told him he should not investigate Burisma as it was not in the interest of Joe and or Hunter Biden. And Shokin now is putting this down under the threat of perjury in an affidavit claiming Poroshenko told him that uh, due to his investigation, Joe Biden held up a billion dollars in aid and then he was fired. And that means that. Joe 30330 was successfully was successful in his intimidation and shakedown using your taxpayer dollars. That's all true. And they can say it's not, but it is. It's all true, sadly. And uh, now we look at, you know, even more of the details. Shokin claiming the former president Poroshenko told him all of this, all of this. The interview affidavits are now all available. And by the way, the affidavit part of an Austrian extradition case involving another wealthy Ukrainian businessman. And it states Poroshenko told him to resign. Yep, because of Biden. And on several occasions, Poroshenko told me uh, to have a look at the criminal case and against Burisma and consider the possibility of winding that sucker down. Now, we know that there were previous calls by Biden pressuring the president of Ukraine to stand down. And then he finally said, you got six hours. And, you know, the president's right. Uh, we have a right to know. Not about Joe Biden. Rudy Giuliani's investigation into all of this was during his time trying to protect the president during the Russia witch hunt because Ukraine was involved in every aspect of this. And it was the DNC on behalf of Hillary's campaign that was working with Ukraine and interfering our elections. That's all true. But the, the mob and the media, they don't care about truth anymore. There's no fidelity or even desire to even fake it anymore. Any it does. It's, it's like an upside down wor world we now live in. It's an Orwellian nightmare scenario that's now become a reality. And it's like, no matter how much evidence, it's sort of like if Donald Trump cures cancer, they're going to want to impeach him for curing cancer. If he gives every American five million, they'll impeach him for bribing Americans. I mean, it just is nothing this guy can do. If he adopted their whole sick, psychotic, insane, radical agenda, they'd still hate him anyway because they can't stop hating them. It's they wake up in the morning every second minute hour of every 24 hour day. It's unbelievable. These times are unbelievable. They're unprecedented in terms of what they're doing. And by the way, on top of it, the damage to the country. What the hell are Democrats? What have they done to help make your life better, more prosperous, more peaceful? What have they done to make the world a more? They won't even support the wall they supported in Obama's second term because Trump wants it. That's how nuts they are. 
right, when we come back, all right, we'll look at all of this through the eyes of a lawyer, Andy McCarthy, Greg Jarrett, and break it all down like nobody else in the media. Mob. As far as I'm concerned, what I want to look at and what we want to investigate, anything having to do with corruption. All right, glad you're with us. That was the uh, president headed out to the helicopter today, clarifying a whole lot of remarks. And, uh, well, the only thing I disagree with with the Volcker testimony is he, he did not see or believe that there was election interference uh, to believe that you have to disagree with the Ukrainian government on the whole thing. So um, I'm not sure exactly what that's all about. Uh, Volker, by the way, behind closed doors, gave a, a passionate uh, opening statement, uh, stressing what his position was, his background, uh, his credentials. But the bottom line of his testimony, as my sources had told me yesterday, testifying the Ukrainians were not pressured. They never raised any issue of a quid pro quo with Volker. They did not view the president's call or subsequent interactions to be inappropriate in any way. Ukraine was not aware of the hold on U.S. assistance even until it was made public last August, late last August. And Volker said he didn't believe the hold would be sustained and communicated uh, this view to the Ukrainians. And the Ukrainian-led investigation into the 2016 interference is not improper. By the way, that has been reopened, as well as uh, the issue of Hunter Biden. And Burisma Holdings. And that was, you know, the the investigation into the Burisma group, he said, is not improper. And Burisma is known to have had corruption problems while operating in Ukraine and that the president's concerns about Ukrainian corruption were valid. President addressed. Yeah. When he was asked a specific question yesterday about, well, what would you tell the Chinese? I'd tell him, yeah, investigate corruption on, on Biden. Sure. That was a direct answer to a direct question. Well, he's colluding with the Chinese now. This is now going to be a deep state leak every second minute hour because they also know as a backdrop to all of this uh, that, in fact, this uh, IG report is expected to be damning about what happened and the corruption at the highest levels of the FBI, not rank and file, the highest levels of the intelligence community as it relates to the Durham report. And all of this is going to be exposed, not rank and file in the intelligence community either. A good 99.9% of people that put their lives on the line for us every day. Thank God they're there in this evil world. And we need those powerful tools of intelligence to protect Americans against enemies, foreign and domestic. But you can't turn those powerful weapons that we give you into weapons against political opponents. or we, or we become a banana republic. And that's what's happened, unfortunately, in some instances. Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst. His new book is out Monday. You can get it on Amazon.com. It's Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Andy McCarthy, Fox News contributor, former assistant U.S. attorney for the prestigious Southern District of New York. I mean, some of the best attorneys in the country have come out of that Southern District. Former uh, also uh, wrote the book Ball of Collusion, the plot to rig an election and destroy a presidency. Uh, guys, let's start with Volcker's interview yesterday. Um, again, the media lied. Again, the media jumped to conclusions. Again, the media spread a conspiracy theory. Andy, we'll start with you. Well, Sean, I'm underwhelmed by... Volker, I have to say. I mean, I, I just think that he's got, it, it, from what I can gather from reading this, you know, I heard what uh, people had to say about him last night. And, you know, that, and I completely agree that we'd like to see the transcript of his testimony. But I, his well, testimony, I, I have it. I, I, I just well, no, got it. I'm talking about the 10 hour testimony. Not yeah, no. All right. Yeah, know, I understand. Um, but, but my point is, you know, if it's as confusing as his uh, as his statement that I've heard about, then, you know, he, he doesn't he seems to want to be all things to all people and please everyone. And, you know, Biden's great and the president's great and everyone's great and Ukraine is great. And uh, especially the new Ukraine is great. And if the president uh, thinks that there was a problem before Zelensky came along, 
He's being fed a line by uh, Mayor Giuliani about the events of the past. But by the way, the past was great, too. I mean, I, I just I, I I have thought from the beginning that this whole thing was completely blown out of proportion. And I don't see anything. I, I never I never thought there was anything remotely close to high crimes and misdemeanors in that transcript. And I just think that the more we learn, the more much ado about nothing this seems to be. Uh, look, I, I to me, looking at the, what the media promised, what they were presenting to us is so different, Greg Jarrett, than what actually happened yesterday. And that's the frustrating part. Oh, I agree. Um, the main point is Volcker told the committee Ukraine was not pressured. They, quid pro quo was never raised. Um, the president's phone call was perfectly normal interaction. And this is actually corroborated by a very important text message at the time all of this was unfolding uh, by Ambassador Sondland, who was texting two other ambassadors, including uh, Volker, and said, the president, and this is a quote, the president has been crystal clear, no quid pro quo of any kind. The president is trying to evaluate whether Ukraine is truly going to adopt transparency and reforms that President Zelensky promised. Uh, I suggest we stop this back and forth, meaning the speculation of the whistleblower complaint. So now we have essentially two ambassadors who are saying this is a normal conversation. There's no quid pro quo. There's no pressure. This is exactly what the president, President Trump, has stated. So, you know, a lot of this is the usual media mania and hysteria uh, trying to misrepresent the truth. You know, look, a, a lot of this is to me uh, uh, just people that want to impeach on, for any reason or cause. I mean, you know, you have these idiots in the press. So the president's asked this question going up to the helicopter yesterday about, you know, what China should do. And yeah, if there's corruption, I, of course they should investigate Biden's corruption. Why shouldn't they? You know, when I, I, I did this last night and here on the radio yesterday, Andy McCarthy, if Let's replace the name Vice President Biden with Vice President Trump, putting aside that he'd hate the demotion. Put us let's change the name Hunter Biden and let's make it Don Jr. And Don Jr. flies with his vice president dad to Asia, stops in China. And less than two weeks later, he's getting a billion, which later becomes a billion five from the Bank of China, uh, along with a partnership with John Kerry's stepson and Whitey Bulger's nephew. Um, in private equity, and we can't see that they have any background in this in this or any background with China. Same with Ukraine. No background in Ukraine, no background in energy, oil or gas. And I'm thinking, OK, this does not feel or look right at all. Yeah, Sean, you know, we often talk about uh, and Greg and I talk about this uh, often as well. The uh, two tiers of justice, that it's one set of rules for uh, the connected people and one set of rules for the outsiders. I, I actually think, you know, the more, as you outline that, um, the more you think about it, it's not just two tiers of justice. It's like two tiers across the board, and the media is a big part of it. Everybody who is honest knows that if the shoes were were changed here, uh, the shoes are on the other foot, if this was the, the sons of President Trump rather than the son of Biden, uh, if this was an impeachment inquiry that they were claiming to have uh, on a Democratic president rather than President Trump, that the coverage would be 180 degrees different from what it is. I mean, I've been for two days trying to explain to people that there is no impeachment inquiry. You know, they can call it whatever it wants. So if it, Greg will remember this. The first day of law school, you know, they they tell you that if they hang a sign that says cow on a horse, that doesn't make it a cow. And, you know, calling this cockamamie thing an impeachment inquiry when they haven't had a vote on it does not make it an impeachment inquiry. Calling a snooty letter that says at the beginning of it, if you don't cooperate with what we say, you could be cited for obstruction does not make the snooty letter a subpoena. And yet when you read the coverage here, you would believe that there's a serious effort underway to impeach the president when what in reality is underway is a TV show that these guys are trying to pull off to try to convince people 
that that's going on. And can, they can only do it because the media is the wind at their back. All right, quick break. More with Greg Jarrett, Andy McCarthy on the other side as we continue. All right, as we continue with Greg Jarrett, his new book is out Monday, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Uh, Andy McCarthy, his book, by the way, Ball of Collusion, the plot to rig an election and destroy a presidency. All right, so as we look at all of this, how does the media get to say, knowing that if it was Vice President Trump and Don Jr. and not Hunter and Joe, that, oh, that, that they wouldn't call that a conspiracy theory? They'd be looking into that and say, you have no experience at all. It seems like you're cashing in on your dad's name and it would yep. be blown up everywhere. But it's dismissed, just like the dirty Russian dossier was dismissed, just like that unverified dossier used in a premeditated way towards, uh, you, you know, to to get warrants. Uh, to spy on the Trump campaign transition team and presidency. Now, I'm told that the uh, inspector general is going to be able to prove beyond any doubt that they knew that this was not verified and they used it anyway. That would be premeditated fraud, Greg Jarrett. Oh, it absolutely would be. But back to the basic point, Andy has uh, written a column. I've written a couple of columns, and we both agree that what Trump did is not an impeachable offense. President Trump had every right to ask Ukraine's President Zelensky to look into, first, um, the foreign interference in a presidential campaign, and second, um, the Joe Biden case. Uh, if the president is aware of potential corruption with a U.S. official, it's incumbent on him to ask for them to, you know, give us the evidence. I mean, we do this all the time. I mean, F- we have FBI offices all over the world and FBI agents working with foreign governments on investigations. We have a treaty with Ukraine that calls for precisely that. Um, so this is what the president was doing. Please help us. Uh, and it's absurd for the media and Democrats to argue that a president can't make that request simply because Biden uh, is a potential political opponent. Biden isn't entitled to immunity because he's running now for president. And after all, President Obama's administration launched an investigation of Trump during the 2016 presidential election, you know, the nominee of an opposing political party. Yet no one in the media ever accused Obama of the same thing. There, there is no equivalency. It's rank hypocrisy by not just Democrats, but the media. I want to go back and we're going to if you guys can stay around, we're going to do a, a deeper dive into this. But in summary, Andy, I just see everything they've accused Donald Trump of. They themselves are guilty of. And it is the exact opposite of what the mob and the media keeps portraying to the American people. And I think we're in very dangerous territory if we're criminalizing political differences. And in this case, we're, we're just going to impeach at the drop of a hat. It's like a fishing expedition. We can't impeach on this. Let's pick this one. Let's, well, as Nancy Pelosi said the day before we ever saw uh, the transcript from the pre- from the, the call with the president and the Ukrainian president, you know, well, we have a whole a whole variety of things we can choose from to impeach him on. Politicizing of the intelligence product and the law enforcement processes is a disgrace. Uh, and, you know, the, when the attorney general uh, bar comes out and says that this really needs to stop, uh, if we're going to have any kind of a not only a sensible politics, but a sensible society and a credible law enforcement again, uh, it absolutely has to stop. And in terms of the politicization of it, Sean, I, I'd go even further. The 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 case against Trump, we now know, was was completely not supported by anything. The the idea that he was in some kind of a cyber espionage conspiracy with the Kremlin was a completely empty allegation. Now, I'm not here to say that Joe Biden and his son are guilty of anything. I don't know. It hasn't been investigated enough. It, it, he's presumed innocent, and we'll see. But there's at least color to that allegation. I mean, there are at least facts that cry out to be investigated. If the Justice Department were to open a Foreign Corrupt Practices Act investigation on that, nobody would be able to say that that was a completely, totally empty allegation. So, I, you know, I, I just think that the, the double standard and the immediate resort to uh, 
you know, criminal processes to to pervade our election system, that that has to stop. Or we're just going to have this this lunacy is never going to end. All right. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Greg Jarrett, his new book out Monday. You can get it on Amazon.com, Hannity.com today. Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Andy McCarthy, uh, Fox News contributor. His book, Ball of Corruption, the plot to rig an election and destroy a presidency as it continues. Uh, we're just going to do a deep dive and, and pretty much run along a timeline and, and spell all of this out for you because if this keeps happening in this country, we're not going to have a country. And what's at the bottom of all this? Of course, unbridled ambition for power. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, Greg Jarrett, his new book out Monday, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history, uh, the perfect companion and follow-up to his number one bestseller. And also Andy McCarthy, uh, Fox News contributor, also former assistant United States attorney for the Southern District of New York. His book, Ball of Collusion, the plot to rig an election and destroy a presidency. All right, I want to run through this. Now, the following things, as far as I'm concerned, happen. And when you guys think I'm wrong, I'm going to let you guys give your own timelines. This is what I see. That Hillary rigged a primary with Bernie. Bernie had no shot. The whole thing had built in corruption as she was running the DNC Two, any other American that did what she did with classified top uh, uh, top secret information on a secret server. They would have been found. They would have been charged with the Espionage Act and subcategories and sections for that crime. If anybody had subpoenaed emails and they were deleted and the computer hard drive is acid wash with bleach bit and the blackberries and iPhones are busted up with hammers and SIM cards removed, I'm pretty sure most Americans would be hit with an obstruction charge. All the talk about we don't like foreign interference in elections. Well, nobody cared that Obama interfered in Israel's election, which he did and tried to beat BB Netanyahu. Secondly, okay, Russia, Trump collusion, four investigations, no evidence of such. But we do have a dirty Russian dossier that even now the New York Times finally acknowledges was likely Russian disinformation from the beginning. And that's why I believe Durham is is been spending a lot of time in Europe, as well as now the attorney general Barr himself. Um, And then we go to this Ukrainian situation. What we do know is the Ukrainians have admitted they interfered. And the Politico on January 11, 2017, chronicled the exact efforts and the effectiveness of the efforts of Ukraine after a DNC contractor working on behalf of the Democrats and Hillary's campaign was working with the Ukrainian government to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. They got it on Manafort. It impacted the race in that one way and other ways as well, as the Politico points out. But every single thing that they've accused Trump of, they're more than guilty of. That's my quick timeline, Andy McCarthy. Give me yours. Look, I I think that it's clear that uh, the Hillary Clinton case was tanked, that that was a viable criminal prosecution that should have been a prosecution. And it was uh, it was tanked. I don't think that, uh, you know, I think the FBI and the Justice Department were most out front on it. But I ultimately think it was Obama's decision. And once he made it clear he didn't want Mrs. Clinton charged, the rest of it uh, is all details. And I do think that they uh, are guilty of many, if not all of the things that they are accusing others of. And that's a pattern that goes back decades if they move their lips they're projecting okay but go through is there my timeline do you disagree with any aspect of it and i don't care if you do because no, I, I, I i'm not blown away by your uh by your campaign finance port point but that seems to me to be a quibble i think most of essentially what you said i agree with i mean that to me we're you know you you were the guy that you know prosecuted the first trade center bombing and you're the guy that got the conviction of the blind shake. If anybody knows the law that I know and that I have deep respect for Andy McCarthy, you're at the top of the list. And, and Greg, you too, as well. I mean, you study this night and day. I, I see you burning the midnight oil all the time in your office. Cause your office is two offices down from my office. 
Well, your, your timeline is a very good one. Uh, it, and if people want a very meticulous, detailed one, uh, it's in By my way, new book. This is Greg's way of saying, if you want a real better one with more details. Well, it, it's Appendix B of my book, and it is a three-year-long date-by-date account of all of the actions, many of them corrupt actions, uh, by you know the people who were engaged in this witch hunt. And this is just a new version of the witch hunt. And, you know, to some extent, I blame not just Democrats uh, and the deep state and the FBI and people like James Comey and John Brennan and, and James Clapper, but you know, there are people going on our air now and saying, oh, the Trump-Zelensky uh, conversation, that is the president admitting to criminal behavior. That's not just incorrect. It's ludicrous. And I'll tell you why. Information. This is what the president was asking for. Information has never been considered a thing of value under federal campaign finance laws. And I explain it in great detail in my book, but don't take my word for it. It's in the Mueller report. And this was also the conclusion of career prosecutors in the criminal division at the Department of Justice who examined the telephone call and determined there was no crime, no campaign uh, finance violation. And, and now you hear the president standing in front of television cameras and reporters and talking to the nation and, and saying, Gee, you know, I think the Chinese ought to investigate. Um, and that is somehow a criminal act, according uh, to some legal analysts, that is equally absurd. It, you know, the president expressing his opinion and expressing his free speech rights under the First Amendment is not a criminal act. Well, the thing is, they're asking him, you know, what would you say about the Chinese? What should they do? And he's like, yeah, we got to root out corruption. That's how I interpreted it. But they always... They always, you know, they're now everything has some type of nefarious motive behind it. I'll be honest. I don't think this president's afraid of running against uh, Joe 30330 at all. I don't think Joe's up for this task. I actually think his party's throwing him overboard, Andy. Yeah, well, I don't think he's going to end up being the nominee because if they want to keep harping on this, no matter how much damage they do to the president, and I don't imagine they'll they'll do much. This shines a light on Biden's activities. You would think that uh, that's going to be damaging to him. So I've never really thought he was a very strong candidate, Sean. I don't think he was a, a particularly good candidate in his prime when I don't think he could get up to 5%. I mean, that was the reason he had to drop out of the last campaign that he was in. Um, I, I just, I, I think that the smarter people in the Democratic Party have always known that going down this impeachment road when they have no impeachment case is going to redound to their detriment. The reason that they're in haste to do it so fast is they know they're doing the wrong thing and they just want to get it over with. They feel like they need to be able to look their base in the eye and say, look, we impeached him. You wanted us to impeach him. We impeached him. But I don't think the public's going to like this. And I, they're just, you know, if they want to go down this road, if the president is is going to encourage them as he as he seems to be. I don't blame him for doing that because politically it may help him in the long run. I think it helps him a lot. Your thoughts, Greg Jarrett. I, I, I honestly well, see just like Russia, this backfires right on top of him. Well, I agree 100 percent with both you and Andy on that. And you made a great point, Sean, the disparate treatment of uh, the Hillary Clinton case and the Donald Trump case. In fact, it's chapter one of my new book, A Tale of Two Cases. And the same people who investigated Hillary ended up investigating Donald Trump. And we know that Peter Strzok and Lisa Page had this uh, adoration uh, for Hillary Clinton and were driven to clear her, notwithstanding the fact that she committed crimes. And they hated Donald Trump. Uh, and, you know, I come back to that text message in which Peter Strzok admits that the Clinton case didn't matter, but this matters because this matters. It's, in his words, momentous, even though they had no credible evidence. The, the bottom line is Hillary Clinton committed crimes, was not prosecuted. Donald Trump committed no crimes, but has been relentlessly accused of committing crimes he did not commit. He was essentially framed. Well, I think so, too. All right. So let's walk through. Um, I, look, I actually like what 
Andy, uh, I like what Kevin McCarthy said yesterday, and he went through a whole list of things which I think are just dead on, you know, absolutely positively accurate. And, and as much as, OK, you and like the president sending over a letter, I think that the president's going to have rights in this, too. And I think that when we get to the bottom of it, if we allow this to happen, then I think that they got a lot of trouble politically for themselves. And I think there's a reason Nancy Pelosi is specifically preventing a vote. Uh, and I think the reason is she knows that as soon as the Republicans and the president get the rights, for example, in the letter he wrote, McCarth uh, Kevin McCarthy did, do you intend to grant co-equal subpoena power to both the chair and ranking member at the committee level? Do you intend to require all subpoenas be subject to a vote of the full committee at the request of either the chair or ranking member? Do you intend to provide the president's counsel the right to attend all hearings and depositions? Do you intend to provide the president's counsel the right to present evidence? Do you intend and to provide the president's counsel the right to object to the admittance of evidence admittance do you intend to provide the president's counsel the right to recommend a witness list and do you intend to refer all findings on impeachment to chairman nadler and the judiciary committee as prescribed in rule 10 of the rules of the house or is chairman schiff in charge of leading this inquiry as has been reported in the press Th these are fundamental issues uh as i see it andy and I don't think she wants to give any of that to Donald Trump or the Republicans that are on that committee. Oh, no, of course not, Sean. I, and I think, uh, you know, Leader McCarthy is right to point out the dearth of due process that is involved in what the Democrats are doing. Uh, and it's it's only natural because what they're doing is a show, not a proceeding and shows don't have. Uh, due process. They only have villains. Uh, and that's the way this is being projected. And I continue to believe, Sean, that the that the reason that they don't want to give fundamental fairness, as McCarthy outlined, uh, and the reason that they're proceeding with uh, faux inquiries and letters instead of subpoenas, is they well know that if they went, if they actually proceeded along normal lines, and voted as an institution to have a proceeding and then use subpoenas, um, then they would have to go into court and defend what they were doing. Uh, and when you go into court and you subpoena somebody and somebody doesn't comply with the subpoena, that doesn't mean that somebody is obstructing your investigation. It usually means that they think they have a legal privilege that excuses compliance. Uh, and those things tend to get litigated and they take a while to litigate. The Democrats don't want to do this because they're in a rush. They want to get done by Thanksgiving or before, because a lot of this is about trying to prepare the ground to deal with what they think is the bad news coming in Horowitz's report and then ultimately uh, in the Barr-Durham report. And they're trying to shape the way people will understand this. So I, I regard this whole impeachment thing as a stunt. And I think what McCarthy said yesterday is useful in that it gives you some metrics to measure what a real proceeding with due process is versus this sort of kangaroo court that the Democrats are running. All right. As we continue with Greg Jarrett, his new book out Monday, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Amazon.com, Hannity.com, uh, Andy McCarthy, his successful book, Ball of Collusion, the plot to rig an election and destroy a presidency. If you're the if you're a prosecutor like John Durham and you're looking into this and you see Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and you see Joe Biden demanding with a billion taxpayer dollars as leverage or I'd use the word maybe shakedown um, and you're investigating that and then you find out he has no experience um, and then you see the same thing happen in China, but a lot more money. Uh, Andy, if, if you're the one put in charge of that case, what are the questions you're going to want to have answered? Well, I, I would be I, I think all prosecutors, Sean, when they start out an investigation, this is, you know, unlike the Mueller investigation and what led up to it, you usually want to have a crime in mind before you start investigating. Uh, you don't like sort of, you know, start scouring around in the hope that it, at some point you'll come up with a crime. So I would be looking at this with the elements of a foreign corrupt practices act uh, violation in mind. Uh, I would want to see what things of value uh, were exchanged. 
Uh, I'd want to know what uh, actions uh, Vice President Biden took and what his role was in uh, formulating the Obama administration's policy. And I'd want to see if you had strong evidence, uh, whether it was circumstantial or whether there was direct testimony from from somebody who was involved that could draw a nexus or a link uh, between accommodations that were made policy-wise and money that got exchanged. I'm going to have to leave it there. Uh, Andy McCarthy, thanks for being with us as always. Uh, congrats on the success of your book, Ball of Collusion. Uh, Greg, you launch on Monday. Congratulations. Your sequel to your number one bestseller, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Uh, you can get a, order it now on Amazon.com and uh, Hannity.com. They'll ship it Monday, and it's in bookstores Monday. All right. Thank you both. 